The spirit of performance is what defines Acura. And now, it's electric. Introducing the ZDX, Acura's most powerful SUV yet. Crafted using the same formula that brought them electrified supercars and multiple IMSA championships, the ZDX has track-tested performance that packs an energy all its own. Unlock the energy and order yours at Acura.com. Despite what their moms told them, they just aren't talented enough for radio. Unfortunately, anyone can have a show these days. Sean. Well, I'm pretty hard to figure out sometimes. I can't figure myself out sometimes, so don't you try to. Joe. You're an idiot. And really, a disloyal person. This is the Cuse Militia. Those two unapologetically biased, orange-blooded homers, Sean and Joe. It's the most bullshit thing I've seen in 30 years. Welcome, orange men and ladies. Happy Sunday. This is the Cuse Militia with Sean and Joe at Cuse Militia on the socials. Go there. Join the militia. Welcome back. Welcome us back. Appreciate you. Yeah. Thanks for tuning in. We don't have a ton of stuff going on, but we got enough to wear... We're here, right? Yeah. I mean, that's it. That's yeah. bottom line. Did you watch the fight last night, Joe? Or did you hear about it? Did you watch uh, clips? Did you, anything? Um, I watched most of the prelims. Did not see the pay-per-view. Heard about the fights, though. Yeah, saw it. So um, Glad I didn't pretty gruesome. Um, pay for it. Yeah. Yeah. That's, you know, yeah, not, those are the worst. you want to pay for. N- no, th- those are the worst fights when someone goes down like that when you know oh, yeah. you're like everybody's kind of robbed you know yeah everybody bad involved or, you know a bad like accidental cut or a bad poke in the eye where the the doctor doesn't let somebody you know those ones are the ones where it's like ah and yeah. that's that was a i mean that was the fight that was the highlighted fight of the night i know it's supposed to be a five rounder if possible and that what the end of the first round that happened so yep right <laughs> that's what it is but yeah. What do you think? McGregor's done or what? No, I'm. Yeah, I'm sure he'll try to make a comeback for sure. I'm. Ch- I'm sure he will. Too, He's not gonna want to go but, out like that. I know. I just don't know how long it's gonna take. You don't know how bad it is yet. Right. Yeah. Not to mention, I don't even know. You know, when when you peak as a fighter and then you continue to fight, it just gets. It just gets embarrassing. Mm-hmm. I think I yeah. think Conor McGregor. Well, sometimes the hunger leaves too. Yeah, I mean, look at Ronda Rousey. Yeah. She couldn't be beat. No one ever thought she'd be beat. And then all she did was get beat. Yeah, well, again, I think that has a little bit to do with her getting comfortable, but also the popularity of the sport and you know females that possibly couldn't have been able to to do that got the opportunities to do that, and the sport grew so fast. And I think uh, that's why she went down. I believe. Um, but there's certain um, fighters like Connor. I feel like he came from nothing, and he had the hunger and the, the drive to do what he did. And then once he got the money, I felt like he got a little lazy a little bit. So, and I feel like some fighters do, do yeah. do that. So well, he's got the money, all right. That dude's got yeah. some money. That's what I'm saying. He's gonna be fine regardless at this point. Right. Exactly. Yeah. But I enjoyed watching him when he was good. You know. So, anyways. We I guess the one question is, is that once you get that kind of money and you don't have that drive, why do you put yourself in there with people who are coming up trying to get your money, you know? 
I mean, I guess you you, you either love the sport or you, there's I mean, there's money in losing. There's a lot of money you know, in losing. Yeah. <laughs> okay, if you could pay me like that to lose, I mean, you know, I no one wants to get their face bashed in, but well, for a cool couple mil, yeah, I mean, a cool few mil, I mean, I'm I guess I'm down. Count me in. <laughs> I don't know what to say. <laughs> so, yeah. uh, you know, with that said, um, look, we got some um, just some basic news and then a few recruits that that we have gone by since we were last here. And we're going to get into all of that. But first, we want to talk about uh, the Green Room app. The Green Room app is formerly the what you want to call it? The um, the uh, oh, there it is. The locker room app. I'm distracted. Can you tell? Yeah. Uh, the locker room app. Okay, so the locker room app was bought out by Spotify. It's now the Green Room app. That is the app that you can download at the iOS and Android stores. And you can find us there. Uh, Sean, Cus- Sean Space Cuse Militia is how you can find us uh, over at the Green Room app. And you sign up. You just need a username and a email and a password. login password and then yes you're going to need a password and then you can you can follow us we can follow you you don't even have to always listen to us but this is how we are going to do our fan feedback in the future and you won't have to listen but what you um can do is even do stuff on your own if you want if you want to do some live yeah. game stuff or if you just want to chat it up uh there's numerous to- topics there there's, there's all sorts of categories and it's not just limited to sports so you can do whatever you want so uh go there ios and android download the green room app by spotify follow us sean space cuse militia go there all right so uh this the name image and likeness stuff joe for um, these guys has really kind of um, taken off in a way because yeah. uh, you've got Buddy Beheim. In fact, I read, I think, at Syracuse Sports Illustrated um, that he was the first person to um, have their own apparel with their, with their school's trademark on it in the NIL era. So that was one of the questions that was going to be was that can you have your school's logo? Can you use that trademark to support your brand as a student? And apparently you can. So how that's done, yeah. who, who knows? It was by maybe a kickback or a percentage or whatever whatever it may be. But you can get uh, Buddy Bucket's apparel over at, where is that, Player's Trunk, okay? And actually uh, Joe Girard has some stuff over there. He's got some JG3 gear over at the same place. They're both on Cameo now, so they're able to make money doing that. They are also, well, Jimmy Beheim's on Cameo as well. And you got Josh Black. He has a partnership with Wolfpack Clothing, and he put on Twitter, you know, use the code Josh Black, get 30% off any order. So, I mean, that's that's big stuff. That's big stuff. And that's yeah. kind of, that's 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 the base product. That's This, this is the base stuff that they should have been allowed to do, in my opinion, for years. There's no, there's there's very little, I should say, issue I see with this um, this type of stuff. This is exactly the, the stuff I think we sh- they should have been able to do long ago. So, anyway, good for them. Yeah, no, yeah, exactly. 
And you even saw it now with uh, Terrence Roberts coming out and saying, because of all this, Beheim should come out and get his 101 wins back. You know, oh, yeah. It's just yeah. Uh, one of those things where, uh, tough, man. Well, I hated that he lost those. <laughs> those well, games I mean, you, we, took so long for this to happen, but yeah, at least it happened. And okay, well, we can finally, you know, not feel so taken advantage of, right? So. Yeah, so you can go ahead and you can say, oh, well, you know, um, Jim Beheim has is, is got these wins um, officially minus 101, but everybody knows the deal, dude. Oh, yeah. You can't take away. You can't just take away. They, did they take any losses away? I mean, <laughs> so. I'm sure they didn't. No, of course they didn't. <laughs> But I mean, it's the whole thing was dumb from the get go. But we know the number, whatever it is, whatever they're telling you it is, add 101 to it. That's the truth. So, that's an easy one to to decipher. But, um, yeah. yeah. Well, you know, hey, go support the players, man. Go support the players. Go to Wolfpack Clothing. Support Josh Black and uh, Players Trunk. You want to get some Buddy Buckets gear, some JG3 gear? They go there. Check that out. I think that's really cool. Uh, Bayheim's Army, I think they added their final piece, Joe DJ Kennedy. He's a four-time TBD, TBT champion with Overseas Elite, and they are not a team this year. So that is our second Overseas Elite player, 6'5 guard. Um, he was uh, play, he, the, he won four years in a row, 15, 16, 17, and 18. He was named tournament MB, MVP in 2015, 2018. So this dude's a baller. This dude's yeah. a baller, right? And Man, remember uh, from St. John's, right? St. John's player. You're still in the beast. Yeah, he's a good player. So, yeah, I just uh, we would definitely be a one seed if obviously we were. I mean, I mean, we have one seed potential, and I think that honestly, after all these pickups and, and stuff like that, I mean, we're gonna have a target on our back for sure. It's gonna be tough, and it's gonna be interesting to see who gets the minutes because. It's going to be interesting to me to see what the fans' um, thoughts are on it because I know that, um, you know, it started out as like a Syracuse alumni thing, and a lot of the fans they go there because or, you know they they watch it and they are interested in, in it because they're all previous like Syracuse players, and now that we've gone to the point where we picked up four players that hadn't played with us. Um, if some and you know two of them from overseas is elite, I have to believe that those guys are going to be getting a decent amount of minutes. Um, I just don't know how the fans are going to feel when we have players from other teams playing that many minutes. I know how I felt the other year when uh, what's his name was uh, on it, the shooter, the, the shooter there. I, from, I, I know forget he, his name. I know who you're talking but about. He was an NBA player. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Came in and he just yeah just so chucked him up. Um, yeah. Yeah. And we talked, we talked about that, but we talked about him and I forget his name too right now. Stevens, something Stevens, Stevens. So I I can't remember. Mm. Anyway, um, this, this is, this is something that I think Syracuse fans. Well, I also, I'll speak for myself. I never wanted to see other players other than Syracuse alum in this TBT tournament for Bayheim's army. I mean, you call it Bayheim's army, you know, DJ Kennedy, obviously, you know, I guess you join the team, you become a part of it. But at the end of the day, this was a Cuse alum team, and it stayed that way for for a long time. But uh, I think yeah. to win this thing, Joe, to really um, put together a group of 
seasoned guys that all graduated from Syracuse. And to, to if you really want to win this thing, you got to get outside the box a little bit. And I think they're throwing everything they can at it to chase this thing down and bring home the hardware. So, yeah, uh, I mean, well, that's uh, I'm right there with you as far as that goes. I think we've talked about that as far as um, in the past. I think that we've talked about I think it actually might have been last year when I think they lost early and we were kind of like, you know, it's nice seeing just Syracuse players. But at the flip side, like to win this tournament, we're going to have to get players other than Syracuse alumni players. I think we talked about that last year. And um, if we really wanted to win it, it was just one of those things. And right. I guess this year it looks like they're in it to win it. Yeah. I mean, they're throwing everything at it. They had the uh, head coach and change. Ryan Blackwell's still there, but they got a different head coach now. So they're trying some things. And obviously uh, it, it is, we'll see what happens, but you know, if they go out and they win a championship after they made these changes, then you look like a genius. And I don't think it's going to be one of these years where they're, they're going to struggle. The past couple years, man, they, they just struggled, you know? And, um, you know, they're not getting any younger. Yeah. Tyler Lydon this year, Malachi Richardson, um, yeah, CJ Chris Fair. McCall. We got some Chris younger McCall. guys. Yeah. Chukwu, but Chukwu, yeah, yeah. You know, and it's just we know that there's players out there that could come and, and play, but we don't know their situations overseas and professionally and in their lives, right? So um, we know that there's alumni out there that are younger than the Hakeem Warks and Demetrius Nichols and Eric Devendorfs of the world. Um, but uh, you really can only, you know, you don't know what's going on. So, right. So, again, uh, that first game is uh, the weekend of July 24th. I believe that is at noon. Don't quote me on that, but it is July 24th where they will. I do believe it's a Saturday at noon. Okay. All right. Well, yeah. Okay. July 24th at noon. We'll, we'll go with that. If Joe says it, it must be right. Yeah, right? Right. Right, guys? So, <laughs> uh, we got some recruits, okay? We had some recruits come through. Uh, since we've been gone and Joe, I'm just going to intro these guys and you can do with what you want. So it's defensive heavy. And I want to know if that concerns you at all. These are, this is going to be the class of 2022 Quan Peterson, uh, cornerback six, one, 175. And the two, four, seven, uh, sports composite rankings got him 1240 nationally cornerback one eleven, And in his state of South Carolina, they got him 21st. So, Pretty good. And the 247 has him as uh, the 117th quarterback and the 26th in the state of South Carolina. And he, we, Syracuse beat out Coastal Carolina, Georgia Tech, uh, Appalachian State, and some others. Let me see. Is there more on here? Is this for Quan? Yeah, Marshall, Akron, Charlotte. So, yeah, not a lot of big schools in there, so. No, he actually didn't have a lot of big schools. I don't think, I mean, I, there was some teams that were kind of looking at him, but from what I understand, he uh, he was getting interest from his home state of South Carolina, and I guess that's kind of what the, the last worry of possibly him decommitting and, and getting flipped is uh, that he was getting looked at by, I believe, like, you know, the Coast Carolinas, the App States, the, the next tier, like the higher up you know, lower level conferences. Uh, but again, like I said, his home state of South Carolina, they were 
you know, given him some interest. So you never know if that offer will come at some point. But for right now, he's with us. Uh, and, you know, he's tall. He's lengthy. He um, can play the ball really, really well. And honestly, like at this point, I really don't even I don't even really like question the defensive backs that Nick Monroe gets for for our defense. Um, it's obvious that it's been obvious for at least a couple of years since we've lost the last couple of coaches that he's been one of our better um, recruiters in the way that the defensive backs, I believe, have been you know brought up and how they get better every year, and you can just see it. Um, it's just a, a high just high five to that guy. Like he's definitely. I think one this of our was better. a Tony 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 White recruit. Right, but Nick Monroe is a defensive back coach. I got you, got He kind of picks the guy, you know what I mean? So I he might you. not have been the exact recruit, but as a position coach, they talk and uh, kind of gets to pick the guys kind of that he wants to go after that he thinks that he can um, kind of mold into what he wants on his defense. And, like, we've seen they just brought just put three of them in the NFL, right? Yeah. Garrett Williams is, is the next guy coming up, and we had a whole bunch of true freshmen play last year. Um, with some good ones that are coming in as well this year. So it's, um, yeah, I don't really, I'm not really questioning any of the defensive backs that we really bring in at this point. Um, not, uh, not all of them are going to hit, but this guy kind of looks like that taller kind of Melifuanu guy that's got the reach, got the length, and, you know, he's very good at uh, obviously knocking down balls and <clears throat> guarding receivers, stuff like that. So, um, obviously, he has to get bigger, 6'1", 175, but that just comes with time and obviously a strength and conditioning program at, at college. So, Right. Um, does the does the lack of offensive recruits for this class bother you? I mean, I know there's obviously a long way to go, but, you know, you hear people talk about it, so, I mean, I figured I'd bring it up. It is defensive heavy. Yeah. You've, got, you've got, I mean, you've got some – our wide receiver situation isn't the greatest, I guess. You know, I mean, I don't know what it's going to look like in 2022, but right. um, Taj Harris will probably be gone, right? And then you've got guys like Anthony Queeley and um, Cooper Lutz. Sherrod I mean. Johnson will be gone. <laughs> Sherrod Johnson, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, I mean. Well, we're waiting for, I mean, obviously that younger tier of, of receivers yeah. to kind of come up. But I think we got some good ones last year. Uh, still obviously waiting to see if any of those guys can can help. Um so, yeah, and obviously we had a couple other guys that were uh, redshirted and stuff like that that are sitting on the bench as well. So uh, there's obviously going to have to be guys that step up, no doubt about it. Uh, but uh, our running back position is better, our offensive line. And I kind of look – I'm not worried about it because I kind of look at last year's recruiting class, and I feel like that was more of an offensive-heavy um, class, a lot of linemen that we brought in, stuff like that. So I think this is just kind of evening itself out. Plus, we still got a long way to go. I mean, we only have, but how many recruits? Eight recruits, eight or something nine. like that. Yeah, eight or nine. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So we still got a bunch coming, and uh, it could obviously, you know, even itself out as we go along. I want to tell you a story. It's a story about a scandal, broken relationships, gossip, rumors, money, corporate rivalry, and a broom. A performance-enhancing broom. My name is John Cullen. 
I'm a comedian, podcaster, and for 20 years, I was a semi-professional curler. And I want to tell you the story about how a single broom almost imploded the 500-year-old sport of curling. We felt like we were bringing a knife to a gunfight. It's the story of a superstar and his fall from grace. Oh, I was being dragged through the mud. It's the story of two brother entrepreneurs with a dream. Yeah, I said, that's great news. It's a story of intrigue. I still don't understand why we want to keep his name secret. The full story has never been told, so I'm going to tell it. Broomgate. How a broom almost killed curling. It was a year I'd like to forget. To listen to Broomgate, search for Broomgate in your favorite podcast app. That's all one word. Broomgate. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com match. Just go to Indeed.com match right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash match. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Getting the smile and confidence you've been dreaming about all from the comfort of your home isn't a total mystery with Bite Clear Aligners. Just don't be surprised if all your friends start asking, what's your secret? Begin by ordering your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95. Bite Clear Aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces, plus they offer flexible financing, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot Start your confidence journey today with Byte. What makes a life a good one? Is it the adventure you have or the friends you find along the way? Maybe it's pursuing your passion while striving to protect, defend, and save what you believe in every single day. So what makes a life a good one? In the Coast Guard, we think it's all of the above and more. But you'll have to find out for yourself. Visit GoCoastGuard.com to learn more. I normally find bras to be so uncomfortable and constricting. But Skims has changed that. You know I love Skims underwear, so I finally tried their bras, and Skims has delivered again. Skims bras are worth the hype for the amazing shape and support they give. But what I wasn't expecting was how comfortable they are, too. I've tried so many bras in the past, and the main issue that I have is that they weren't supportive enough, to the point where they felt slouchy. I love my Skims wireless form bra because it's so comfortable and supportive. The older I get, the more I care about actually being comfortable in what I wear every day. And with my wireless form bra, I no longer have to sacrifice my comfort for the support I need. Shop Skims bras at skims.com, now available in 62 sizes, 30A to 46H. Plus, get free shipping on all orders over $75. If you haven't yet, be sure to let them know we sent you. After you place your order, select Podcast in the survey, and select our show in the drop-down menu that follows. Mother's Day is almost here, and you can get her the most beautiful time-tested gift around. A watch she can wear every day for movement. Whether mom's into classic dress watches, rare and refined ceramics, or tried-and-true bestsellers, 
Movement has something she'll love. And right now you can save big on the best Mother's Day gift ever with up to 50% off site-wide during Movement's Mother's Day sale at MVMT.com. Again, that's up to 50% off at MVMT.com. Right. Um, okay, well, we will get back to the other two recruits after I talk again quickly about the Green Room app. Okay? I just talked about it two seconds ago. You guys should be well aware. All right? So go there. Go to iOS. Go to Android and download this thing, the Green Room app. Go there. Sign up. Takes an email address, a username, and a password, and boom, Sean Space Q Smosher. Go there, join us. You can either get in on that there, or you can um, do it yourself. Create your own room. Get in and start start something for yourself. Now, this is how we're going to do fan feedback uh, going forward. So um, you're going to want to get on it. I'm telling you. Hopefully. I'm to- I'm telling you. Well, yeah, right. Hopefully, that's that's the truth. So. Um, that's it. Go there. iOS, Android, Green Room by Spotify. Go there. Download it. Sign up. It's free. Guys, it's free. Okay. Um, sorry. All right. Makai Mason. Makai Mason. Linebacker, 6'1", 220. And 247 composite rankings have him ranked 1,040th in the country. 105th for linebackers and 144th in the state of Florida. 247 has on the 82nd linebacker and the 103rd in Florida. So uh, Syracuse beat out, again, Georgia Tech. Florida State, which is a good one. Um, he had offers from Coastal Carolina, Indiana, and I think that's about it. No, Mississippi, Mississippi, Pittsburgh, okay. and West Virginia. Okay. Well, those weren't on his... Those were not well, his, his top. His yeah. top. Eight, he had his top eight. So right. seven final. His seven finalists were Florida State, Georgia Tech, Pittsburgh, Indiana, Ole Miss, and West Virginia. Okay. So I mean, that's a good offer sheet. Uh, yeah. No, it definitely is. And he had his originally scheduled visit. He was going actually to Washington State, and he decided to cancel that trip and decided to go to Syracuse instead, and obviously committed. So. I think he probably had a kind of an idea of already where he wanted to be, I think. And um, well, here he is. So yeah, what'd you think, Joe? Do you, uh, so you're gonna have to help me out too because I I, I didn't watch any tape for Makai Mason. Yeah, Makai Mason. He's just he's like a bullet getting shot. I mean, he reminds me a little bit of like Marlo Wax last year when you watched his tape. And you're just a guy coming through the line, making the tackles like in the backfield, um, and then still, you know, not getting his eyes caught in the backfield and, and allowing certain plays like screen passes and, and um, little dump offs and pass plays uh, beat him over the top either. So, um, you know, six one two twenty is pretty pretty big size, and um, yeah, with the offer sheets that he had and everything like that, and seeing his his tape and how he plays. And seeing how our linebackers played last year, um, that he looks like he just fits right in. I don't think he's going to be a – he's not going to be a guy – he's not going to be one of those um, outside linebackers that come out and come to the end, I don't, I don't think anyway, and rush the passer. Um, but I feel like he's definitely a guy that can help in the run protection early uh, if need be. But we are pretty solid right now at linebacker, but he's just another one to add into a, to a 
really, really good group. Well, in 2022, when he, you know, becomes a freshman, what does what does it look like in 2022? Refresh Still my Still everybody we have. Is it? Okay. So yeah. It'll be, so it'll we, be a solid core. We don't know core. what's going on with Lee. Well, we don't know what's going on with Lee Pogba right now. Right. Um, he uh, still, I don't think, is on the team. Uh, I, I heard some rumor, some story about how he was down in like Ole Miss and took pictures with like an Ole Miss jersey on. Um, so I don't really know what's going on. I think that eventually that's going to get resolved, and we're going to figure out uh, maybe not what happened, but obviously what he's doing because he obviously was one of our better linebackers and, and one of the more higher recruits um, in the past couple of years. But we still have Jeff Canton, our coup, Mikel Jones, Marlo Wax. We got Stefan Thompson last year who played really well uh, rushing on the outside. So, I mean, there's four guys right there on top of um, some others that were redshirting and, and that um, were injured as well. So we're, we're pretty solid there as well. And um, I don't believe we even have a senior in that group. The only senior I think we would have had was if Tyrell Richards would have stayed, which is the one guy that we lost last year. So, right. If Lee Pogba was there, then I mean, we would have a we'd have five easy solid. And I know that we there have a couple other um, outside linebacker type guys. I think Steve Linton I think is another one where he's an outside linebacker, but he's more like outside linebacker defensive end. He's in there to to rush the passer. So, um, I think that we're pretty deep there, and we're young at the same time too. Uh, so. Yeah, 2020, who knows if we're 2022, who knows where we're going to be because you never know what players are going to do. But um, if anything, he red shirts, sits behind a great group and is, is going to be ready to compete in 23, which. Right, that's just it. You know, I mean, um, that's, just... that's the crux of it sometimes, you know. Sometimes guys aren't going to come in and just kill it and have to. Sometimes you don't need them to come in and kill it because you have such a good group and that's not a bad problem to have. So. Yeah, well, they'll be in good shape next year, assuming most, if not all, come back. So, right. Um, is it is it Q year or Qua year? I don't know. I would probably guess the second one that you said. Qua year, okay. Qua yeah. year, Qua Price, uh, defensive lineman, 6'2", 255 pounds. He's uh, out of New Jersey, uh, three star, high three star. Uh, 696 nationally ranked for uh, 247 composite rankings, uh, 102nd uh, for his position, and 14th in the state of New Jersey. This is probably the best get so far for this class. And by the way, this is the, this is the eighth recruit, so that that is um, that is eight. You were right. Yeah, that's our number. Yeah. Uh, yeah so. Um, Syracuse beat out uh, a couple decent schools again: West Virginia, Pittsburgh, Rutgers, Kansas, Indiana, Maryland, uh, among some others. DC. So Boston College, um, Buffalo, and UConn. So a lot of interest in him, and Syracuse Syracuse pulls him pulls him away from everybody, which is good. Kind of not in Syracuse's backyard, really, but I mean, you know, it's up there, over there. Um. Right. In that area, so that's good to see pulling pulling someone from New Jersey. Yeah, we got. Yeah, this guy, uh, he's pretty good. He's watching his. He's definitely, I believe, at least he might not be the best when you look at tape, um, because you know you have other tape that sometimes looks better, and some people play against better competition, less competition. So, 
Um, there are some good tape on some of our, you know, uh, eight recruits that we have. But he's definitely, as far as 247 sports, he's definitely the highest rated guy that we have um, this year. And um, it's going to be interesting to see what really what, because, you know, 335, we really only have one traditional defensive end in there. And that's kind of what he's coming into play defense end right now. But it's not like he's at a crazy staggering height to where he couldn't possibly be like a defensive lineman down the road. Uh, all really depends on how he puts on his weight um, and his frame. Uh, but when I look at his his high, his highlight tape, I mean, he's bench pressing these guys. He's coming up. He knows how to use his hands. Uh, 6'2", 255. Uh, he's a big boy. He's strong. And the other thing I noticed, too, is that when he does um, beat his man and he gets to a point of attack to where he doesn't over – he doesn't over pursuit to where the guy beats him. He's very under control, good feet, and most of the times it looks like he's making those plays. Uh, so when he does rush, he can rush. You know, on pass plays, he can go. And when he obviously realizes that it is, but when he he's good at realizing pass and, and run and what to do, and he's just very very disciplined as far as that aspect goes. So uh, whether he ends up putting on 25 pounds of muscle and turning into a defensive um, tackle or uh, playing defensive end because um, he is fast enough. He's got the hands to do both, and it's really just up to how he puts on his weight and, and how our, our team wants to use him. But he definitely looks like a, um, a guy that can help us down the road for sure. D-tackle is just D-end, D-tackle. It's just another one of those tough positions where it's, it's very hard to come in and, and just immediately impact when you're talking three-star. LaQuint Allen uh, is the, I believe he's the only offensive recruit for this class, mm-hmm. running back. So, yeah. Um, your Price, he'll join the seven others: Malachi Davis, uh, the three we just oh. mentioned, LaQuint Allen, Cornell Perry. Yeah. Well, um, everybody, everybody had a big cow when when we lost that other. Um, offensive player that we could have possibly had a week ago, like quarterback Henry yeah, Bellin. He was out of. Uh, he was in. Was it Rochester? Where the hell was he? I think, I think it was Rochester or something. He's in state for sure. Yeah, they went to Duke. And he went to Duke. <laughs> yes. Uh, and there was everybody. You know, that's when all these websites came out about the getting back to the in-state recruiting and losing in our in-state recruiting and everything. And I mean, it happens. I mean, I know, how many how many guys so... from how many guys from Florida? We just got one from Florida that was offered by Florida State. I mean, it happens all it happens all over the board all the time. Right, but the guy that you just said from Florida, right? He's ranked like 144th in Florida as a recruit, and he's a high three star going to Syracuse or a mid three star going to Syracuse. Is the 144th player? The state of New York puts out 15 D1 players a year. Let's just put it into perspective. Yeah. And when we really want to talk about it, how many of these guys in state have we gotten that was a bust? I mean, a couple of years ago, we were talking about we had to get Quiddy or White. Four-star offensive lineman, offensive tackle. He's going to be our our left tackle, you know? He's going to block for, you know, the blind side of, of uh, DeVito, right? Didn't play it down, transferred. Mm-hmm. We've had a lot of guys in state that haven't really performed produced or they end up going somewhere else so uh, i mean i grew up in syracuse and grew up playing football in new york i live in north carolina now i, I mean I can, I can see a difference and 
you know, it's just one of those things the, where New York a- State just isn't a great state for for football. So I mean, I just the talent, it's tough for the me. talent, the talent down even where I am for. No, oh, yeah, dude, you're Virginia football. Beach. Football, I yeah. mean, dude. You got some big names coming out of Virginia Beach recently, too. So um, it's a whole nother ball game here, I think. It's a little different down south than it is up north. And no, oh, yeah, you know, a lot of those guys up north too. You got to think about guys like uh, that gentleman, that that young kid we lost uh, at, for quarterback. I forget his name. Ended up going to Duke. I mean, you know, maybe Henry one. Bowen. Yeah. Okay. Right. The fourth or something. Maybe. Maybe he wants to get the hell out of New York. Maybe it was just you know, humor in Syracuse as an option because it's a prestigious school and it's obviously well known and they have a decent in football state. program. It's in state. Right. It can be close to his family. But at the end of the day, maybe he's like, you know, I'll get the hell out of here. You know. So there's 15, there's 15 <laughs> D1 guys, right? The top five are getting recruited by the Ohio States and the SECs and the Texases of the world, and we're not going to get them. And then the bottom five, the 10 through 15, 11 through 15, they're going to mid-major schools. The MAC, Central Michigan, you know, stuff like that. It's the six through 10, those guys right there. Those are the guys in New York State that go to the Boston Colleges and and the Pitts and the Rutgers, and we're all fighting for them. And, I mean, how many of them end up? I mean, we can go back back in time and talk about you know, Mike Hart and, you know, more recently Stevie Scott at a CBA who ended up going to Indiana for running back. And now he's, he just got drafted this past year. Um, you can look at some, some guys that we didn't offer, but then for as many guys as we didn't offer, we've gotten guys and been excited about guys, big name, top 10 guys from our state. And we haven't really gotten anything out of it. So I just don't really understand the hoopla all the time of like, we have to win our in-state recruiting because, I mean, at the end of the day, I think it's just it's just one of those. It's the state a, of Florida has over three hundred D one recruits. Sometimes, like, yeah, maybe. It, I mean, it, it's kind of one. It's something that I feel like just people people who want to complain will always find something to complain about. I've, I've never. I understand. I do understand the argument, but it's not like you're losing guys. I mean, you're losing guys in, in New York State. You know, let's take into consideration the actual state first, too, while we're talking about it. I mean, you know, guys losing out of Florida and, and you know, that's a whole different ball game, man. Like you said. Right. I mean, at the end of the day, um, you know, it's when I got out of – I mean, look, I love Syracuse, man. It's home. But when I got out of there, I got out of there. That was yeah. it. <laughs> you know yeah. what I'm saying? Like, it's fun to visit sometimes, but, I mean – Right. Yeah. Can you can you blame a kid from Buffalo or Rochester or Syracuse or something like that that you know, or even down in New York City? Can you blame them for yeah, anywhere over there. going to Florida State or you know any of those teams, Georgia Tech, no. somewhere down in Texas? I mean, I don't think you can. No, no. Let's remember, it's it's all winter. You play football, okay? It's all winter. So, thankfully, the SU has a dome. That's the one thing they got going for them. Although, I think it would be quite entertaining to have an open facility for football <sighs> in Syracuse. They used to. I know, but... They used to. It would no, be... I think it just they have longer seasons and stuff like that. So, But that's another thing is, like, again, yeah, they, they have a dome, but they have to still they still have to live life outside in the snow. 
Like they oh, still yeah. have to walk to the dome or drive to the dome. Shovel your way to the dome. Whatever yeah, you guys do. Just because you go to Syracuse doesn't mean that you live, you live your whole life at Syracuse in the dome. It's not where your dorm is. It's not where your classes are. Come on. Yeah, you play football there. That's okay. They it helps when it comes to that point. Yeah, I agree. Uh, Still got to do with the crap. We all know that. So, anyways, we we'll we've got. I guess honestly, man, it's the 11th of July. I expect some more recruits to roll in and stuff like that, and we'll we'll yeah. hit, we'll hit those up. But um, really looking forward to some summer basketball. I feel really strong. I feel really good about about Beheim Army Beheim's Army's chances, and mm. I think. Um, I think that they're going to make a – I think they could make a run this year. There's some – look, there's some other good teams out there. But you got these two overseas elite guys. I mean, this is a – this is the – obviously, Joe, hands down, this is the best team Beheim's Army has ever had. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. But as as we've seen this past weekend, when, uh, you know, the USA Olympic team, the little exhibition game, lost to Nigeria – Oh, I know. Because oh, by the way, with uh, with uh, two Benigay. SU players, yeah, Benajay and uh, Jeremy Grant. Yeah, Jeremy Grant. Yep, yeah, team on USA. The other, yep. On, on and, the other uh, teams, yeah. I mean, basketball. You have to. You have to gel. You have to be able to play with each other, and that's kind of you know what it is: is continuity, playing with each other, and being able to play well together. And um, anybody who watches the NBA have seen it this year, the Phoenix Suns. That's probably why they're going to win the NBA championship. And again, you saw it the other day. You can have some of the best players in the NBA playing on a team. And if you don't play well with each other, then you can get beat. So really, uh, they have the players. They have the talent. Definitely the best team we've had. It's just what what can they do up, up and that's until the tournament time to get to the point where everyone's happy with how many minutes people are playing and what your role is and how you play with each other. I mean, that's just really it. Well, that's what's been missing Beheim's Army past couple of years is chemistry. You got, I wish I could remember that guy's name, Joe. But he was chucking up bad shots. I mean, this guy's supposed to be a sharpshooter, and he's a good shooter, but he didn't play well. They didn't play well as a team. They were very discombobulated and totally unorganized um, when they played the last couple of years. So, yeah, I mean, like you said, it's are you willing to accept less minutes for a title in the TBT? I think that's what it's going to come down to. You got to put your egos aside. If you want to win, you got to put your egos aside a little bit. Yep. You know, so unless that's you're Michael what Jordan. it's going to have to be. Right. I mean, so. we've talked about it. I mean, that's really what it is. If you want to just play with your Syracuse buddies and see what happens and, you know, not win because you just need a little bit more talent, then that's just what it is. I mean, unless you can get your t- all your top guys that are sitting out there playing in all these leagues, then you're just not – you know, and that's just the fact of the matter. So yeah, and they had you, you gotta know, put them aside. If you want to win, you got to put them aside, man. Everyone wants that money. Yeah, and Devendorf, he's been at this a long time. We don't know how much longer he's going to do it, but obviously, he's been very involved with getting some of these other players on the team, going outside the box and getting some of these other players and stuff. So Devendorf doing his his part on on some of that recruiting end for them too. So um, we'll see what happens, but. Uh, as soon as we can get back, everybody, we'll be back. We appreciate you hanging out with us. Um, you know, obviously. Sir. Obviously, um, we are, I am, excuse me, I am very excited to, to podcast once every two weeks, but I really should do well, it more. We'll get another one before the TBT, right? I, I, w- I would hope so. 
but I'm discombobulated. For Joe. Sorry, man. I'm Sean. We're out. Peace.